had air conditioning and then I'm back here. So. I've been for the past couple weeks I've had to be in Times Square a lot. And it's I don't I don't know what it is about Times Square, but like ninety degrees is worse. Having to walk through that, like ugh. Well, because there's always massive amounts of people. I work right at Times Square pretty much. So like it's all it's too many people, it's too many bright lights, and when it's hot, it's just it's, it feels I feel like I'm in a sauna and I hate it. It's the worst. I uh, I can't stand it. It's terrible. Yeah. But I mean uh, with with last week with all the rain, I was kind of like I could deal with this. I know. But I love I I love rain cuz I <laughs> feel refreshed. I love rain, except I had a moment where I was, like, getting off the subway, and, like, subway had two exits, and I noticed everyone going to one, and I was like, why is no one going to the other one? Is it blocked off? I'm like, no, it's not. And then I realized there was a lake at the steps, and I, like, I was like, okay, there's, like, a a cinder block in the middle of this. I could step on that and make it. I didn't. I was walking around with a wet pant leg for the rest of the day terrible but you know but it was pouring out so like i was gonna get soaked anyway mm-hmm. so yeah wow new york new york <laughs> the greatest city in the world <laughs> oh, the best place on earth the big yeah. apple yeah um anyway so rock and roll high school yep um now it's been a while since i watched this but uh I rewatched the last half hour of it. Okay. Um because I kind of forgot what was ha- it was so much was happening that I kind of forgot what was going on. The last half hour was probably the most entertaining part. Yeah. It was it I okay, had you ever heard of this movie before? Well, so I've I've known about this movie for a long time. I'd never okay. seen it. Okay, this was your first time seeing yeah. it. So I I didn't even know it existed like at <laughs> all. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. I, uh, upon re, upon watching it, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, this is something I probably never needed to see. <laughs> it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so dated. Yeah. Um. Someone that I read said it was trying to, like, kind of, like, mimic Animal House. And yeah, I could definitely see that, but it also, like, feels a lot more, like, watered down. It's really, um, yeah, I feel like this, it kind of, sort of tried to be, like, something like airplane where it's just joke after joke after joke and the plot doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and that would be fine, but they kind of like, I don't know. The plot is so, uh, the plot feels like it doesn't matter. And they keep trying to throw these like goofy jokes that like are really hit or miss. Yeah. It's a little too cartoony. Yeah. And like, (sighs) I guess that's kind of what I should have expected from a movie called Rock and Roll High School. But also, like... See, I wouldn't mind cartoony if it was funnier, but yeah. it wasn't that funny. Like, there, some of the jokes were really, um, you know, like, 
contrived, like, like you expected, like, a badum tish yeah. after it. I barely, I, I couldn't tell you a joke from this movie. Because there was nothing. one joke I remember, and, and that the one that kind of made me laugh, and it was when they're, like, destroying the school, and there's, like, I, I guess a framed photograph of someone on the wall and a guy flips it and the back of it is the back of the person. Oh, that's fun. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. I remember. So now I remember like when like uh riff Randall, PJ souls character goes into like the locker room to meet with the, the guy that can do whatever, you know, or I don't even think it was her. I think it was her friend that went in. And, like, he was just sort of, like, like everyone's scattering and being like, there's a girl in here. And it's like, yeah, but the secretary's in there, and she's a woman, you know? Yeah. it. The, I don't really understand the dynamic of anyone in this school. Yeah. Like, I... Really, the only character that matters is PJ Souls. Yeah, and and the, the villain, principal. I guess. Yeah, but none, none of I don't fully understand this villain. Like she's not. I know she's not supposed to be like, you know, a, a veritable villain. foe. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it seems like she's just an insane person and just a cartoon. Well, so it's kind of like. It's it's the type of person that like you expect uh, not expect it's it's like a caricature of like what people do if that it, it's like a, a caricature of someone that's like so uptight that like oh yeah you know we're gonna ban people from going to the concert it feels because she's so such a corny villain yeah this this movie this movie feel part of the reason why i didn't like this movie that much is because it feels like super pandery like it feels like it was written for it was written for teens yeah yeah um but by like super out of touch old people kind of yeah what it feels like to me like, like, let's let's just throw all this stuff in here. Like, kids, you like this, you like this, and then it, they don't really bother with, you know, substance. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is this kind of came out... It came out and takes place in the late 70s, so it's kind of like... Yeah. I don't think that, like, there was panic like this, necessarily. Yeah. There might have been, like, some, but not... Not, like... I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there, but like, was the the fear of rock and roll didn't wasn't that like the fifties? Fifties, maybe early sixties. There, I I watched a documentary recently about the Satanic Panic, and like, there was there was like fear that like, oh yeah, you know, if your kid listens to Led Zeppelin, you know, it's got the backwards messages in it. But, yeah. like, that didn't even necessarily... It, it wasn't like that was this woman's evil. It was... She just, like... She's like, I just don't like rock and roll. It's it's yeah. noise, you know? It, I also... I, 
I was surprised to find out that this wasn't written with the Ramones in mind. It wasn't, it no. it feels so self-indulgent. It feels like the Ramones wrote it for themselves. <laughs> because every, every five minutes, it's like talking about how incredible and beautiful and talented they are. When, uh, <laughs> so that, that, that gets into some of my real gripes with this movie. Um, yes. Although, so... This this is really kind of probably not the best viewpoint to have, but like someone of like PJ Soul's stature in the school at that time wasn't going to be listening to the Ramones, <laughs> like you know, like they, well, well, what was what else was going on at the time? Well, what else? So like this was written with a uh, cheap trick in mind. Or yeah. Todd Rundgren and then Cheap Trick. Todd Rundgren, I think, would have aged the worst if mm-hmm. he had been the pick. But I think if it was Cheap Trick, that would have made a lot of sense. It would have been, it would have worked with them too. I think this would have been a better, not better, but I think it would have been a movie that made more sense if Cheap Trick was the band. It might have, but I think no matter who it is at the center of it, it feels like I don't know why someone would make this if not to like have a specific band in mind because it's it seems to not just be about rock and roll it's about this band yeah if they don't they don't really mention many other bands in this movie this is the only band I don't even know if there there's like I can think of two other songs that are not by the Ramones in it like they get other bands, I think get name dropped here and Maybe. there, but like oh, there's when she's got the uh, what's it called the the sound meter, yeah, it, like goes up to like it's like oh, if it, this was like Mozart, the Beatles, Elvis, Led Zeppelin. Oh, that was know. so stupid. <laughs> uh, very very dumb. The whole mouse thing, I could not fathom why anyone would think that was a good idea, let alone bring in, like, a person in a mouse costume. To wear a mouse costume costume to the concert. And played straight. That was so out of place. One, one, that wasn't funny. Two, that was really fucking sad. (laughs) Like, Um, uh, concerned about her mouse children. And also, nothing like that really happens anywhere else in the movie, right? There's no, like, no, costume it's, like it's, it's straight ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, but then, then again, everything about it's ridiculous. You know, the, the Ramones pull up to the theater that they're going to play, which also, inaccurate. Uh, maybe for the time, accurate, but uh, I, I really think... what, like going into the theater through the front entrance? Well, no, playing a theater that size. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, but I guess maybe not if this was a mainstream movie, but like, but like pulling up to the theater while people are in line to buy tickets. Yeah, like, that doesn't happen. Like, I feel like I've seen other movies do that, where like... Kinda, yeah. And it's like, that's not how... Like, that's not how concert tickets worked, like, even back then. Yeah, I feel like at concerts, you sneak, you sneak your act through 
a backdoor or something if they're that big a deal. Well, not even that. Just, like, you buy the tickets, like, months in advance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The girl, there was, like, that weird rivalry with the girl at the the, front. Yeah. And that went nowhere. Like, there was no reason for that to be. that, That was another thing that made no sense where, like, did they say she's a groupie? Or, I think... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's basically... Impl- why does she need to buy tickets? If, like, she's yeah, in with the band at that point, why can't why can't the Ramones just put her on the guest list? I don't know. Um, what else? When the DJ's like, oh, do you guys want to come watch the interview? Terrible. Uh, you know. <laughs> like, not journalistic. I've had, like... From when I've done interviews, I've had, like, publicists in the room. Yeah. Which, like, makes sense. But, like, never just, like, oh, hey, this fan's gonna hang out and watch. Like, I love how easy and accessible the Ramones are. Like, they might as well be a local band. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not, they're not like, that big. They're a huge deal, but they're also not that big a deal in this movie. <laughs> they just, they waste their time destroying this high school. Well, so... This came out in, what, 1979, 1980? Yeah. Um, so my, my one thing that I've heard about the Ramones live back in the day was um, Henry Rollins has, like, a thing on YouTube where he talks about going to see them for the first time. And, like, he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, they played, like, these sweaty little clubs. He was like, I tended, I tended to go see, like, Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin where you'd be, like, miles away and you couldn't really hear anything. And, like, you have binoculars. He's like, you go to see the Ramones, you're right up close. Which, like, accurate in the sense that, like, they're accessible, but also, like, they're not playing a theater like this. <laughs> it's It's so funny that they weren't the number one pick. Like... Why would anyone write this in such a way that seems like a, it seems like a Ramones passion project? Like it's trying to paint them as like the most important band in the world. (laughs) Well, so I, I forget who it was, but I think it was like a producer, one of the writers, um, was a big fan. And when he found out that like they were available, he got really excited. So maybe that had something to do with it. Got rewritten for the Ramones. (laughs) All right, fine. But, but yeah, it's very like, yeah, you'd think that like no one heard other music. Yeah. In, you know, and like the fact that they are like, the band that everyone in the school wants to go see. And, like, there's an aspect of that that, like, I kind of see now with concerts just because, like, uh, Ariana Grande was in New York last week and everyone went to go see her. Oh, Um, my God. You went to go see her, right? (laughs) I I was there, and it was huge. I have never seen more girls in giant sweaters and high ponytails in one place in my life. Uh, A friend of mine that went told me, she was like, I felt really out of place because, like, everyone else was dressed up like her and, like... Uh, uh, No, my little crew wasn't. We were, like, way up in the boondocks, like, far in the back corner. That's where I think my friend was, and she was, like... I was standing next to, like, these two girls that were dressed like her. 
And, like, I started talking to them, and I realized that, like, they were, like, 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that happens. People people like to dress up like pop stars. Oh, a lot of people were <laughs> dressed like her. I guess her, she's easy to dress like. Yeah. I feel uh, like, she, you recognize her silhouette. I feel like if I went to see Ariana, I would have to wear, like, some obscure punk t-shirt mm-hmm. to, like, seem like I was too cool for school. I don't think that would work because the theater is huge and very dark and no one's no looking one at cares. anything but Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, walking around, I have to be like, I hope one person's like, hey, nice, you know, Wonder Years t-shirt. Actually, we were so far up that... Like it was the there were it was her and like a lot of background dancers and stuff on the stage, and for like a good minute we like couldn't find her. Like we were like, which one is she? And then we just see a ponytail swing. And we were like, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> That's funny. I, yeah, I, I'm debating on getting tickets to November when she comes again. But oh, it it was fun. It was a fun time. I'm I'm also waiting on the new Taylor Swift album though, because if it's good, I might go see Taylor. But oh, okay, yeah, I can't. I I can afford little basement shows. I can't afford major pop stars. This the Ariana tickets were a gift for uh, me from my my friends, which was very sweet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They all pitched in. It was really nice. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we were so high up. Uh, I, uh, I I do get like jealous, like seeing like when it, there is like a huge concert in the area, and like I see like everyone I know is there, and I'm like, oh my god! We also also saw everyone going to and coming from the venue. We knew who was going to see Ariana oh, yeah. Grande on the train <laughs> like you could tell they were wearing clear they had like clear plastic bags because yeah. we're not allowed to bring backpacks um everything had to be see-through or they were wearing like high ponytails and heels and a giant sweater yeah i i've had that a couple of times where like i've like gotten on the train after like going after not necessarily something that i'm at but like Logic played, like, Madison Square Garden, and, like, everyone on there is wearing, like, Logic t-shirts, and I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this is something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Not, uh, I sound so pretentious when I'm like, I never have that with shows I'm at, where I see, you know, people coming from them on the train going to Westchester. Yeah. Um, but, uh. I remember when I saw Marilyn Manson, there were people on the train after wearing Manson shirts, and I was oh, like... Oh, that, that I'm sure you'd be able to spot. Yeah, <laughs> like a handful. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, uh, but it, it's one of those things that, like, now, like, there are... Uh, I, I assume, like, when the Jonas Brothers come through, it's going to be the same sort of thing, where, like, everyone I yeah. know is going to be at the Jonas Brothers. yeah. Um, the people who the people who are still like really into them from 2007 <laughs> um, and love that their sound has changed not at all <laughs> a, a friend of mine told me she was like yeah i saw them excuse me in like 2007 2009 she's like you know and now i have money so like i'm going to like 
buy my own tickets and I could like get as close as I want because I'm not begging my mom to take me. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she was like, I'm going to do the meet and greet. And then found out it was like a thousand dollars and was like, I'm not doing the meet and greet anymore. Yeah. I was going to say like how ex- <laughs> the yeah. meet and greet, that sounds expensive. Yeah. It's a, uh, I can't remember. I looked into it because I was like, I'm curious. I, I'm not, <laughs> this isn't worth the money for me, but, sure. but yeah, but, uh, yeah, that that sort of captured in an accurate way with like, oh, I'm getting a hundred tickets to the rock and roll high school or to the Ramones concert. The the calling to, in. The, That's the calling into the radio station oh, yeah, and like yeah. winning. The oh, I will say the main character. I she I kind of love her. Like she she. You know, there's not much to her, but like she's really nice. Like she's, yeah. she she loves this band and she wants to share this band with all of her friends. So she just like buys tickets and uh, she's like the leader of this rebellion and she's just having a good time. Like I don't know, she seems fun. Also, not something that happens in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I find a band I like I'm like I'm never telling anyone can't let them get popular yeah she had and she was like writing songs for them which and she was like but also in that like uh most popular girl in school cheerleader type of way yeah and they're like they're a punk band and like they're not the Ramones aren't good looking guys they're not they're really ugly but I also (laughs) I was thinking, like, when they kept, they kept talking about, like, how hot they were in the yeah. same way that you would talk about, like, I don't know, like, Zac Efron, like, the way yeah. they were. And I, I kind of thought, like, maybe it was, like, the times, it was their haircuts, but, like, I, I think it's so. the other hot, that like, you know, conventionally attractive people yeah. in, in popular culture at the time. They didn't look like the Ramones. No. I mean, you know... People had long hair and stuff, but like yeah, long know, they, hair was a, was like a thing, and that was attractive. But like yeah, they're <laughs> I love the Ramones. You know, r- respect to them. They're all dead, so it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, you know, like they they were not handsome. Men. I also <laughs> I don't think they would even be mad because I don't think they were trying to be like a like a uh, yeah, band they, people found cute. No, <laughs> they, that was their goal. They were trying to like look like greasers. Um, I think I forget if it was Joey or Johnny. Uh, he he really liked to stir shit up. He he had like old Nazi uniforms that he would mm. like wear around to be like, oh, I'm trying to piss people off. Which like at Yikes. the time I think is just kind of like whatever. But now in 2019, it's like. Uh, I think at that time it would be even worse because World War II was even more recent. Yeah, it was uh, the 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 big thing. The one of the things that's really bad about early punk still happens in punk, but not as much in the mainstream ish stuff. Uh, a lot of like Nazi fetish, fetishization. Yeah, which like hasn't aged well for for any punk records really yeah that i know so Um, i mean i don't know how prevalent it is now but i'm sure it's there i'm sure it exists 
it, it's more like underground stuff now. And yeah. We, I still All need to green post. Room. Green room. Yeah, it, it exists. Not, uh, but yeah, it's not, you're not going to see it at Warp Tour. I would hope not. Where um, Ramones are the type of band that like if Warp Tour existed then, would have seen. Yeah. So, but you know, so kind of very intentionally ugly people, bad personas. That's why it's so funny when she has like wall-to-wall posters of them, like they're a boy band. And yeah. I feel like they could have just cut all that out. They don't have to be like, she could have just been a fan of their music. Like she didn't have to be attracted to them. I yeah. feel like that was not even important. Well, so the the two things I'll I'll say I think it would have been more effective if they played it as a joke. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not necessarily like played up. It's just like oh yeah, Joey Ramone, he's a good looking guy, you know. Um, I think. Or if they had another character that was like really, and she's like, I don't know, he's my type, like some yeah. kind of <laughs> explanation. Um, but then like, uh, I think that. Now I lost my train of thought. There was another thing I was going to say about that, but now I don't remember. About how... Wall-to-wall... Oh! So, like, even though she's like, oh, you know, Joey's cute or whatever, it's not... I never actually get the sense that she's actually... like, sexually attracted to them. In the sense that, like, I I don't get the sense that, like she's ever had sexual attraction to someone. I think... Like, in, like... A, because she kind of talks about them like she's 12. Yeah. But she also, like, wants to write songs for them. Yeah. She... I kind of, like... You know, like... How old were we when InSync existed? Like, five, six? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, around that age. I had a best friend that was super into InSync, you know, was like, oh, you know, like, Justin's the cutest. But, like, she really wasn't, like, thinking, like, oh, you know, Justin's, like, a beautiful guy. He is, but, you know. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, like, you know, not, not like, Stunning. the way, like, if, if you see, like, you know, the, the Jonas Brothers now, you'd kind of be like, oh, yeah, no, those are good-looking guys. Where she... Yeah. She's just sort of like, oh, you know, Joey's my favorite. And it's like, he's the lead singer. Of course he's good. Yeah. He's everyone's favorite. And they all look similar to each they, other. They all look exactly the their same. Their hair is long enough that I can't see distinctive features <laughs> above their eyes. It's, yeah. So, I don't know. I it, it is just sort of, like, shoehorned in that she's like, Joey's the cute one. And I'm like... You're you're eleven. I feel like that whole thing. I mean, a lot of things in this movie could have been cut, but then the movie would be like five minutes long. Like a lot of subplots didn't need to yeah. be there, but one of them that would have made no difference was her being attracted to the Ramones. Yeah, and the whole thing with like her friend with the glasses and that guy. Yeah. Like, what, no point. In who that. cares? Like, I thought they were there in the last act of the movie. It's like, it's so strange kind of watching this now because there are things that came after this that, like, are very good that, like, 
this kind of feels like it's ripping off, but it came earlier. Yeah. Where, like, um, Clint Howard's character, like, the the Eagle Bower, he, like, reminds me of uh, What's-His-Name in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. That, like, sells the concert tickets and stuff and, like, yeah. talks the guy through the date, like... I'm like, oh, that's the same character, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High came, like, nearly ten years later. And and, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High isn't, like, perfect, but it's, you know, it's it, a little more enjoyable. It has some... It's a movie that people people like. Yeah. <laughs> and remember and Pe- aren't people, aware of. Yeah, people still watch it. Where, like, yeah. yeah, with this, it's just sort of like, I don't know. And then, like, the movie as a whole felt a lot like 30 Rock, mm. I felt. Um, a lot of goofs. Yeah. yeah. Except, also, 30 Rock is good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, this, this is not quite on par. I, like, it just throws so much at you, and it doesn't do anything well. Like, it, do, it tries to do too many things at once, and none of them work. Yeah. I think. It's not, it's weird, because, like, I don't think this is, like, the worst movie ever made. Like, I don't have hate oh, no. in my heart for it. But, like, it just, nothing about it clicked. Like, nothing worked for me. So, the director, I think, has also made, like, classic stuff. Um, yes. What, what was it again? Who directed this again? Actually, I don't think it was... I'm trying to... Uh, there's something... Because I read about, like, a box set that this is in. But maybe it was Richard Whiteley that wrote it. Whitley? Um, maybe not. Joe Dante was one of the directors. Was it Joe Dante? He's, he's important. <laughs> but it was... Well, it was... Dire- okay. It was directed by... Joe Dante didn't direct this, but he was, like, part of it. Like, I think right. he uh, he had some, like, creative hand in it. It was directed by Alan Arkish. Um, but also, that's not... Who directed uh, not much else of note. Um, I'm Caddyshack gonna... 2. Watch it be the Joe Dante thing that I read, like, oh, it's included in this box set. Joe Dante, I think, like, co-wrote it, um, or executive produced, I don't know, I, I, but he has some, something in the credits. Uh, uh, now I'm not going to be able to find it, but, yeah, someone, someone that was involved in this did, like, uh, what's it called, like, like, noteworthy, like, teen comedies. I think Joe Dante. Maybe it is Joe Dante. I think that's maybe. Well, he did, he made Gremlins. Oh, um, it probably, yes. Small Soldiers. Now this does make The sense. Burbs, which is a movie that no one remembers, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Joe Dante, I'm pretty sure, yeah. in that case. Uh, oh no, Roger Corman. What did Roger oh. Corman have to do with this now? Now, because Roger Corman showed up when I clicked Joe Dante's IMDb. Roger Corman was the executive producer of the film. Was it that that he? 
Yeah. He did, 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 did. So maybe that's what. And like, he's also important. Yeah. He, um,. He executive produced the film, but that mostly, I think, means he just threw money at it. money for it. And was like, all right, go make it. Uh, but he is, he is important. He's made a lot Where? of things. And now I'm trying to just remember, like, what I read. Because now I, like... About him it, specifically? No, about... I, I feel like it was Roger Corman. Now it's just going to eat me because I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, who who did what? What did I read? Why has it been so long since I read this? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. Also, I found, funny enough, right after we, like, landed on this, um, a Ramones interview from this time period leaked. Not leaked. Oh, really? It, it was released. Um, hard Times launched like a serious news site mm-hmm. like a, a, a real news site so right. they they released like a lost 1979 Ramones interview and I think it gets mentioned in there in hmm. passing or something but uh it oh the rock and roll high school movie opens next month you guys play yourselves your number one fan played by PJ Souls tries to get you to play her high school there's a great soundtrack I know Nick Lowe Alice Cooper Blondie MC5 Eno and of course you guys your celluloid punks now I hear that Phil Spector is producing your next album that seems like quite a switch to the wall of sound guy what can you tell me uh, I, and Johnny says, I like him. We don't know how we'll be working with him. He's already mixed two songs for the Rock and Roll High School soundtrack, uh, but we're gonna put, but we're only gonna put one on it, and both ended up being in the film and soundtrack. Um, that I guess is all that they said in the interview. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, after this, they went to work with Phil Spector, uh, who's uh, kind of a scumbag. <laughs> Why is he a scumbag? Uh, he. He, he's a revolutionary producer. Uh, I think, he, I'm pretty sure he murdered someone and went oh, to jail okay. for that. that's not good. Um, but he would also, like, point guns at people in the studio and be like, you're going to sing really well now. Ah, <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. All right. Well, so, um, yeah, let's it see. It sounds like a guy who probably murdered someone. Yeah. And I think he's in, he might have died. I don't know. Nope, he's still alive. Oh. I just looked it up. He's seventy nine. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't find what I wanted to know about Roger Corman. Everywhere oh. just says that he's really cheap. Um, Who's really cheap? Roger Corman. Oh, okay. Um, and that he originally wanted the movie to be disco high, and then oh, Alan... that no, that would have been really bad. Yeah, it would have, this movie is already very dated, but it would have been even more dated, I think, if it was Disco High. Um, it would have been dated, like, a year later. <laughs> like, this movie yeah. came out in the late 70s. It would have been dated six months after its release. Like, uh, Disco did not, first of all, it wouldn't really, be, I don't know, how much backlash was there against Disco from, like, the conservative community? Uh... Like, probably some, but, like, I I actually, that's interesting. I don't know. That's, I'm, 
actually kind of curious about that because I was never my I was always like oh disco sucks but also because like that just people that liked rock music didn't like disco I've never yeah. heard and that's all I've ever heard about disco it also it wouldn't I don't think it would have appealed to as many people I think more people like rock than disco even at the time um I don't uh, I do think to some extent disco had uh no <sighs> I don't know. I think disco had a big level of popularity because this is also post um, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I also don't think I don't think it was sort of like comparing like Ariana Grande to like like Green Day today. It would yeah. Where like one is obviously more popular than the other. I'd think it'd be more of an even split. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That would have, I just like can't pick, because I also, I don't know, maybe it's like the tone of each genre, but like I can't really picture kids like headbanging and like setting a school, up a school on fire, blowing up a school with innocent mice inside. <laughs> um, blowing up a school to disco. Like disco yeah. seems purely for dance. Rock and roll seems like a... More We're going to blow up the culture. school type of yeah. sound. Yeah, it's... Would you graffiti the walls with, like, disco? the Bee Gees lyrics? If they, if they made the movie, like, ten years later, they could have done uh, a, a hip-hop high school. But That uh, would have been really funny. <laughs> like, they could have done that in like the early nineties and it would have been really bad. And maybe with, Will like, Smith would be the main character. With, like corny eighties hip hop. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I can picture it now. Cause like, cause like you could make that movie now. And I, I think admittedly, if you did like a, a rap version of this, you could do like a gritty reboot of this just like with like serious gangster rap, but like, yeah, not maybe. necessarily. It wouldn't necessarily be goofy like this, but... I feel like probably some... There there have been films, I think, in the past that didn't do this exactly, but had some kind of plot of, like, you're just listening to that, that bad music. And yeah. <laughs> why don't you visit your mother anymore? You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, like a generational thing, and, like, it's about the music. But... I'm imagining it, like, with the same tone as this, except the center of it is, like, some, some like, really cheesy 90s rap group. Having, like, Vanilla Ice. Oh, my God. <laughs> vanilla, vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice and Will Smith. It's so funny because Vanilla Ice was, like, the one who was the most, like, literally the most vanilla of... <laughs> Of all the rappers. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone was afraid of Vanilla Ice and his no. uh, his sway on the youth of today. No. Well, maybe. Uh, I think they were just worried he was going to, like, teach the youth to steal songs from better artists. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. But, yeah, it's... Yeah. This this movie doesn't work, I think, at all. 
Yeah, I it's, there's really nothing here, and I can see I could see people liking it at the time, but I can't imagine someone who liked it as a teen then watching it now and thinking this is still this good. Is, this is great. Got to show my got to show I, my kids this. Any like 40, 50 year old uh, who watches this movie today would probably say like this is pretty dumb. Like I liked it at the time, but this, I can't. This is great. I can't even see like like I love the Ramones, great band, influential. But like I yeah. couldn't imagine like being a a big Ramones fan and liking this either. Yeah, this doesn't really seem to be appealing to the Ramones. I think it's just appealing to kids. Yeah. It's I like, wrote, sorry, continue. Uh, I was going to say, this would be like a, a movie I think I would have loved if I was like 11. Yeah, it may, I think it's for, it, I think they tried to make it for older kids, but yeah. they accidentally made uh, it for younger. I actually have a note in my phone that's, that says, uh, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. That's <laughs> it does feel like that, yeah. But you know what? I loved that show when it was on. I did too. I think if I watched it now, I would cringe. I don't know. I kind of feel like it might hold up. Maybe I should rewatch <laughs> it. I rewatched um, like the parts of the Amanda show not long ago, and I was kind of like, okay, this this is kind of good. Not but, not good, but I was like, I'm. I'm still having fun. Well, so I'd be... With the Amanda show, it's more, like, sketch-based. So I could see that kind of... I could definitely see, like... Have you watched I Think You Should Leave? A little bit, yeah. I could see, like, a lot of those sketches kind of feeling like those. Yeah. Just because, like, the, the Amanda show definitely was, like, a little bit more ridiculous than, like... It was just like SNL for kids, so it was just more ridiculous. Yeah. I think the Moody's Point sketches were, like, fantastic. I think they're still funny. I think, in fact, I think they're funnier now than I, when I, I was a kid. Well, so I think if I went back and rewatched those, I'd think it's really funny. Because when I was, like, what, like, eight when those were coming out? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is a serious TV show. <laughs> I think I watched when I was at the age I was at watching Moody's Point. I was like, "What is this like drama that they're stitching in between?" But like watching it now as an adult, oh, it's yeah. so funny, like genuinely funny. I I always remember she has like the locket that her mom gave her, and she yeah. can't get it open. And then the guys eventually like helps her get it open, and she's like, "It's empty." And then he puts his gum in, and he's like, "Now it's full." <laughs> like that's hilarious, but it doesn't. Also, the fact that the boy she has a crush on, I think is named Sternum, and there's a shot of him, like, painting his locker black. <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. The whole thing is... Uh, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. I'm gonna find... It's, it's honestly really a fun time. I, <laughs> but, like, that, that makes a lot more sense. I, I, just because, like, at eight or nine, I couldn't comprehend... Well, I didn't know what they were parodying, and I didn't really like. Yeah. I it was played so straight that like I didn't under I didn't understand the nuances of of tone and parody <laughs> when I was eight years old. Just like oh, you know, this Amanda Bynes getting serious now. Yeah. 
Her dad, like, lost his big toe, and her mom got in a hot air balloon and never never fell. And And sometimes they'll just cut to her in a hot air balloon being like, hello! Just to to clarify that she's not dead. It's so ridiculous and weird. 10 out of 10 comedy. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's probably a much better way to spend time than watching Rock and Roll High School. Similar uh, Nickelodeon humor, but... Feel, uh, yeah. But this this isn't quite as good. It's... So, I've never watched any of the Beatles movies, but uh, I wonder uh, if it's anything like any of those. That's a good question. I had to think, like, have I seen any of the Beatles movies? I, like, think I saw Yellow Submarine, but I don't... Maybe I, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw Yellow Submarine once in college, but that's a, it's a cartoon. So yeah. Different. This, this is also a cartoon. <laughs> this is a cartoon Just with to be fair. live action people. Yeah. Oh, I also, there's like a couple like rape jokes in this uh, movie. Are there? I yeah. I think I tuned them out. But... Yeah. They're like, and they're not even, they're barely jokes. They're just kind of like, that's the joke. Like, assault is the joke. I don't, it's, it's like when, when an open mic comic is like, I'm going to be edgy. I'm going to tell some, some good, some rape jokes and they're going to be genius. And then it's just like, and then I raped her. And it's like, that's not how yeah, jokes I, work. I'm still like, I firmly believe there are ways to make a lot of things funny. Yeah. But like, you got, you better fucking know what you're oh, doing. Yeah. You have to have an idea. I saw I saw a comic that like did a a really long it was he was telling a story and it was like the lead up was so it was like a you know it was a boring story about like him going home with this girl and it was like there nothing was happening but the it, until the very very end it was like revealed that the girl was a trans woman and that was it and I was like you just told a boring story where you revealed that you're an asshole <laughs> like yeah, you. Uh, it's it's just like they're they're all hack jokes at the yeah. end of the day, you know. Like, you, you, like I don't know. Some when people get to like those punchlines, I'm just like, I'm like, that's the, that's not a joke. I'm like, yeah. it's not 1970 anymore, you know. Like, I think. I don't think people know what edgy means anymore. I think no. like, there are ways to be edgy and like also intelligent and funny. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's there's interesting ways to do that. I don't. I think. Have you ever watched Anthony Jeselnik? A little bit. He he's dark. He's you know he's like the the king of the edgy comics. But right. like. One of the things he's also said in interviews is he's like, yeah, I get, sometimes I get audiences that laugh the wrong way. And he goes, that's when I'm not comfortable with a joke. Okay. Right. Like they, they laugh because they felt like this is giving me permission to be a bad person. Right. Where he said, he's like, you know, if I, what was it? He said, he's like, he said he used to have a joke that he cut where he was like, why is it called a hate crime if I love doing it? Which, yeah. like, he's like, 
he's like, I have a lot of audiences that know that that's not how I feel, but there's definitely sections that don't know that that's not how I feel. Uh. Where he's like, I just kind of stick with dead baby jokes. Also, kind of played out. I think dead baby dead jokes, baby jokes are, are like, are... they're a little too easy. Well, because now, like, everyone's done them. Yeah. And, like, I don't, and now it's like a, it's a cliche. Uh, I yeah. Ca- I haven't been I on... hate that dead babies are a cliche, but they're a cliche. <laughs> I, I can't go on Tinder. I haven't been on Tinder in two years, but I could imagine going on Tinder and just being like, someone's bio is going to be like, I love a good dead baby joke. And it's like, okay, I know everything I need to know about you. That and, like, the people who just have an office quote. I love the office, but, like, that's not... Uh, there are other things. There. <laughs> I, I feel like people that love the office have ruined the office for me. Like, I think The Office is a great show, but the people who, like, think it's a personality trait, they gotta stop. There's there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of, like, TV shows kind of like that, I've kind of yeah. come to realize. And, like, I feel like I've been too late to the party on all of them to, like, end up becoming one of those people. But, like, <laughs> like Rick and Morty fans. Yeah. Uh the office there's got to be like one more that where you have to be like got a doctor who <laughs> doctor who doctor who Sherlock. not so much anymore <laughs> not so much anymore but like there was a time out there yeah it now it's just like now, firefly is one of them but i feel like firefly isn't as popular no, but the cult audience is so intense and so loud that, <laughs> that, that I, I feel like they make up for how unpopular it was. I, I just always think of, uh, see, I just always end up thinking like The Office is just sort of a perfect example, though, just because like it's so popular, it's so ubiquitous with within culture. And yeah. like now I'm just sort of like, I know everything I ever need to know about that show. I think if your Tinder bio is anything along the lines of like looking for the gym to my Pam or the Pam yeah. to my whatever, like that, no, like <laughs> you don't it. deserve to be loved. You don't deserve love. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but I'm not. So, I don't think those that's so lame. <laughs> Um, the other if one. If anything, you it should be the Kelly to my Ryan. Like, switch it up. Like, do say something different. The other thing too is when people put you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, and then sometimes they put themselves too because they're like, I'm so clever. But it's been done. It's. I don't know. I'm glad. It's I'm something not funny that someone else wrote that you just said again. <laughs> it's. Uh, I have this big problem with memes, too, because yeah. it's basically the same thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't follow meme pages on Instagram because... Oh, my God. I, like, <laughs> I looked at my Explore page, and I realized it's all memes now. Like, all of it. I don't follow anyone. <laughs> it's not even that I follow these people. It's that those are the only things I, like, click on. Oh, that anymore. makes sense. And so, like, my friend was showing me her Explore page, and it was a lot of pictures of, like, you know, like, influencers and, like, good-looking people and people uh, 
you know, traveling and stuff like that. And then a couple memes, and mine was just all, all memes. memes. And it was all, like, shit memes. Mine ends up being... <laughs> being an MS Paint. Mine's usually... There was a time that it was, like, Marilyn Manson pictures a lot. I don't know what it is now. Now it's... It's like politics. Yeah. yeah. It's just all politics. Some memes, but, like, I don't... My, my best friend, who I've known for ever like he he follows a bunch of meme pages but like they're all on private so like if he goes to like send me something it's like yeah. oh you can't see this because it's it's private it's like you have to follow this and i'm like why do you do this to me and why do i know it's so mean i do have a a group chat where we just send memes and whenever someone sends a private thing i i, I it's well, one point on the enemy oh. <laughs> Like you're 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 about six private memes from from not being you're friends. You're on thin fucking ice. <laughs> I just uh, I I've tried to get he I don't think he listens to this. He probably won't. But uh, if he listens to this, I just want him to know. Just like just like screenshot stuff and send it I to know. me. I That's... screenshot everything because I'm a good Samaritan. Yeah. And I'm a kind person. And if it's a video, there's screen record now. You know it's. It's 2019, you know. Yeah. We, uh, we've got screen record, and we've got uh, better movies than Rock and Roll High School. Gorgeous transition. <laughs> I had to, uh, you know. I, I've gotten good at segues. Love it. Um, but, yeah. Um, this, uh, let's, let's do the songs quick before... The call it a day. What do you think of the songs for the Ramones? I mean, I like the Ramones. They're Ramones, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I've, I, I always liked the Ramones. I mean, you know, I'm not like. Yeah. I don't think I know much more about the Ramones other than like the songs that I like by them. But like, I like the Ramones. Yeah, like, they they got nice I songs. You know, the music in this. They uh, one of the things I kind of realized as I've been watching this and like listening to to more deep cuts from the Ramones they're the stuff they have that's really popular doesn't necessarily sound like a lot of the stuff that's like the majority of their catalog like there's a Beach Mm -hmm. Boys cover in this that's pretty good yeah there uh, is isn't there yeah and like Rock and Roll High School pretty good but like the the Ramones kind of built a name for themselves on like songs like I want to sniff some glue. Um, <laughs> That's a better title for this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sniff some glue high school. Um, but no, like just I want to sniff some glue in like all the movies. <laughs> that's, that's the energy this movie puts out. <laughs> By Alan Arkish and Joe Dante. Yes. Um, but yeah, the other thing with Ramon songs is they're all uh, I want something and I don't want something. You know, yeah. like I want. Do you want to dance? Um, I don't want to go to school. They're all they're they're pretty easy. I guess that's why um, it's. I, I she didn't have such a hard time writing, writing a song a Ramon for that song. Uh. And rock and roll high school as a song is pretty like basic. And yeah, I don't particularly love it. It's fine. Um, 
I really enjoy it because uh, it was in a Tony Hawk game that I used to play a lot when I was younger. So, but oh, that's okay. like, but like I listen to it and I'm like, this is a little bit peppier than like the typical Ramon song. Yeah, it feels really upbeat, yeah. more so than some of their other stuff. Yeah. So, and I'm left to wonder if they actually wrote it. I think they did, but but it seems like they were told to write it like for this specifically. <laughs> they had to play it in a higher key for PJ Souls. Okay. Um. Uh, they did write it. The Ramones did write this song. Makes sense. Um, but it was intend the it was intended for this movie. Yeah. So I guess they were told like write this song. Write I a don't... song called Rock yeah. High School. Yeah. Um but yeah. And uh PJ Souls had never heard of the Ramones before the movie and then was later a fan of theirs. Wow, what a great actress so, she is. Um I truly believed she was in love with Joey Ramone. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I do kind of enjoy about her I think this is the last thing I really want to say. I'm not familiar with her really at all, but when I clicked her IMDb page, there there's a lot of like stuff I don't know, but the main things are the things at the top are Halloween, Carrie, Stripes and the Devil's Rejects. So like yeah. if you've got three classic horror movies and one, you know, Bill and Murray comedy. Um, her her parts in Carrie and Halloween are kind of small, but like also iconic. Like yeah. she's she. I this is the first time I've seen her as like the lead because I had seen her before and other stuff. She yeah. was just always kind of in the background. But uh, uh, I th- I think it's cool that you know she she's done a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, and she's. she's almost 70 now so. yeah. yeah i was also like wondering her the girl who played her friend she has done nothing or i think she's like, who is she i think she's also been in a bunch of like horror movies i think pretty much everyone in this like ended that up... honestly makes sense i'm not sure um, why let's see oh Except... she's done she's done other things but like not nothing I can like. Maybe it's, yeah, she was in Spaceballs. Yeah. Pretty well, but yeah, bit parts. Um, but I also think she, I think the principal was uh, in horror movies. The also. principal? Oh my god. Um, which kind of makes sense for her character, or maybe. What not. an actress she is! <laughs> what a performance. Um. But yeah, so you know she's. I don't know. The every. I don't know. In general, I think this was a bad movie. But I think. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't so much like a oh Jesus Christ this is horrible. It wasn't bad enough for me to like laugh at it. Yeah. Which is my biggest problem. Yeah. I think it would have been better if it was worse. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> um. Do you have any last-minute things? I, I don't think so. There isn't... This movie isn't very interesting, I don't think. No, it's not. Um, 
one thing I I think I should say just before yeah. signing off. Um, one time I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame annex in New York, and they had a big exhibit on CBGBs and an exhibit on John Lennon right next to each other. And um, the John Lennon thing had a big like poster to sign on the way out. Uh, where it was like, oh, this is like a petition to end gun violence. Um, and we noticed a guy hanging out in the CBGB exhibit that like mm-hmm. looked like a Ramon. And uh, then we walked into the John Lennon exhibit and then walked back in. The guy gave my friend a dirty look. And then when we looked at the thing that people signed walking out, he'd written Marky Ramon. So... Um, Marky Ramon gave my friend a dirty look. Wow. So I had to figure out a way to get that story in this episode. It's related. But, uh, you know, yeah. So my my buddy, he still says, yeah, like that time Marky Ramon gave me a dirty look forever. So who I do think he's in this movie. I think he was a new member of the band. No, I think he is. Yeah. Um. He's the last, like, there are, like, two Ramones that are still alive, but none of the original four are still alive. Uh, Marky Ramone is still alive? Yeah, but he's not an original. But he's not, yeah, he's not one of the original. Um, but yeah, so, glad I got that story. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I don't have any interesting stories related to this. <laughs>